And I remember in the first one not thinking it felt very James Wan-y. Like, I, like I, you know, I go to, I see his movies and I want that energetic, like, crazy style. And in the first one, it was kind of, like, subdued. And it's like, I don't want my Wan subdued. No Wan wants that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> nice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 416 with our review of The Conjuring 2. I'm Christopher Schnizzi. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we have our third review for you for The Conjuring 2. And, uh, yeah. You still holding up, Carson? I am still here, Yes. You haven't been uh, attacked by the Crooked Man? I, no, I have not. Thankfully. <laughs> Good, because that guy is scary as f- <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, I'll take him any any day over that fucking nun. <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, the, the nun has, has a... I, I still say the, the, the Crooked Man's way scarier for me. The, the Crooked Man, like, approaches the Babadook level of weird. He's got that stop-motion movement, and he's just wrong and different. And, uh, yeah, he came out of a nice little pretty spinny diorama thing and just makes me <laughs> makes me scared, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a lot of... There's a lot of, there's a lot of scary things in this movie. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get into it, though. This is my home. Get out now. No, this is not your house. Now, what's your name? My name is Bill Wilkins, and I'm 72 years old. What do you make of that voice? Sounds confused. Is he see now? The voice on this tape is coming from an 11-year-old girl. calling it England's Amityville. There is a family that desperately needs our help. After everything we've seen, there isn't much that rattles either of us anymore. But this one, this one still haunts me. Does it feel like the voice is coming from inside you? More like it's coming from behind me. Like I'm being used. Janet, are you all right? Stop calling me Janet. She's such a good girl. What's there wrong with her? An oppressing spirit will try to force you to commit the ultimate sin. And what's that? Murder? Suicide? Or both? You believe us, don't you? Sensing a presence? I'm not sensing anything. All I can sense is their own fear. Honey, you're bleeding. What is happening? I had a premonition of your death. Who's that? The family's just a pawn. (laughs) 
Something inhuman wants to kill you. If we keep doing this... You're going to die. But yeah, um, before we get started, can you explain to me, Carson, the difference between Insidious and <laughs> The Conjuring? <laughs> uh, well, that's difficult because all these movies pretty much blend together. Yeah, especially considering they both have Patrick Wilson in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes it incredibly difficult. Like, like halfway through this movie, like at, at the first part where Vera Farmiga started doing like her version of a spirit walk, I was like, wait, I thought he was the one that can do this. And then I was like, oh... That's right. That's right. I'm confusing the two movies again. These are much better than the Insidious movies, though. Like, the Insidious movies are pretty dumb. Like, aside from Darth Maul guy uh, <laughs> in the first one, like, the, those movies are pretty lame. I will say, though, in, in the first Insidious, I, I, I may be thinking of The Conjuring 1, but do they have the, the seance where the old woman comes in? You see, that <laughs> that's the thing, <laughs> is that, okay, well, this is this is going to my thing about the first conjuring because i i don't remember this is how much staying power the first conjuring has and how similar it is to all these other demon movies is that one i don't remember the first conjuring other than there was the annabelle doll in the beginning and they performed an exorcism at the end in the basement is that, um, but, but is that where they put on the weird gas mask with like the hose on the front of it I think that was Insidious. It, that was though. Insidious, right? That but scene I think is that was awesome. Also, I think that was also in The Conjuring, though. Is in the, the same, first one, it's not the same woman that they bring into both movies, right? See, that's that's the thing too, is because I don't remember the like the the entity in the first Conjuring, but I'm pretty sure it looked almost identical to that old lady in the Insidious movies. I, I think that we're officially the worst podcast. No, like, like even, even like my girlfriend and I were like, was there a villain in the first? Like, what was the ghost? Like, we couldn't remember. Like, it's so the first Conjuring is so much like Insidious, or it's so much like these other possession haunted house movies. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and again, like, I didn't even remember what I gave. The, like rating wise i remember i liked it while i watched it i liked it more than some of these other typical blumhouse horror movies and possession movies that have come out because there at least was some craft to it there was a level of skill that was <laughs> so that the... was above some of these other fucking movies like they had you know good actors and they were selling it and um so, real real fast so i i quickly while you were talking i tried to I, I went to imdb and looked up the conjuring hopefully it would give a better description yeah of what exactly was the thing in the first film and it just says paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. <laughs> so it's nothing. <laughs> so I look at the poster and the poster is a noose hanging from a tree. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah people hanging from trees. But then that that's sinister. <laughs> sinister has people hanging from uh, trees. Exactly. Too. These movies are all these are like these are like all the YA movies. Like they're all the same. They're like Divergent and Hunger Games. Like they're all like. I'm convinced they're all in, like, one big shared universe, like, Marvel style. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, like, I had to look up what I gave the first movie, and I actually gave it a recommend with a caveat, which I think 
if I were to, if you were to tell me now, I'd be like, no, the first contract wasn't that great. Other than Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga were, were awesome, but I don't remember anything. Like, like I said, that movie had no staying power. Like, uh, I mean, I know, like, I don't remember movies too well, but I mean, that movie was only like three years ago. Like, I feel like I remembered a lot more than just the Annabelle doll and the exorcism at the end that may or may not have had the old lady from Insidious in it. <laughs> like, 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 it just, it, like, there were elements in that movie that, like I said, were a cut above, but there were also just a ton of shit in it that was exactly the same as everything you've seen before. And so I guess that's like a huge lead up to saying that The Conjuring 2 is way better than The Conjuring 1, at least in my opinion. And I feel like that there is at least enough to set it apart from not only The Conjuring 1 and the Insidious movies, but some of these other movies, uh, too, that have all dealt with, uh, you know, same subject matter and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I thought this was way better. Like, I, like... Even reviewing the first Conjuring, I was just kind of like, eh. But this, like, I would actually say, like, yeah, I liked it. Like, I would sell, tell people, like, yeah, like, you, you know, especially if you like the first one, you should see this one. Like, I feel like what sums it up best was, so after the movie was over, I went to the bathroom, and the, the theater that I went to has, has this really, really tiny bathroom. And so, like, I was waiting outside, there was a the guy standing next to me, and, like, he was, like, an actual, like man like he like you know if he were to stand next to me it would be like man and then you know what my girlfriend would say as lady repellent like i'm you know like me next to this guy is not a man at all like uh he he like he was wearing like a baseball cap and he had like tattoos on his arms and he looked like he rode a motorcycle like i don't know if he did but he just he looked like that kind of dude and um he just like we were just standing there and he just looked at me and he was like so was that scary as shit or what? He was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, and like, I kind of started laughing. I was like, yeah, like, I was like, oh, I, I was like, I, I, I was like, I liked it better than the first one. And he was like, oh yeah. I was like, it was way better. Um, but yeah, like, I just think that there's a lot more memorable stuff in it. Um, obviously, like we said, I guess <laughs> maybe James Wan realized like that, that it, they were too similar, but he counteracts that by having not one, but three very, very scary uh, villains, ghost things in the movie. Uh, not only do we get scary uh, Marilyn Manson nun, but we also get uh, the, the crooked guy or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, the crooked man. The crooked man and a really creepy old dude um, who proves... Okay, so who there, proves that even in death, old ma- old people are still stubborn. There, There is a scene in this film where, I mean, it, it's, it's a new take on the don't show too much, like, thing, where the child who is being possessed speaks as the old man just out of focus beyond the frame, and you're just watching... Uh, Patrick Wilson's face as he talks facing the opposite direction as the entity and that scene is freaking awesome like that that scene works so well and is very disturbing to me yeah that was a well that was a really really well done scene like there was a lot of well-crafted 
uh, scares in this movie uh, and sequences, uh, which I think topped the first one. And like I've said, all these other movies that have been so similar, um, which which you know makes it feel like this is a, you're watching something that's a cut above and that there's actually been thought put into it. Um, and I remember in the first one, not thinking it felt very James Wan-y. Like I, like I, you know, I go to, I see his movies and I want that energetic, like crazy style. And in the first one, it was kind of like subdued. And it's like, I don't want my wand subdued. No one wants that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> nice. And I, you know, in the conjuring too, like a lot of the, the criticisms of this movie were saying that like, oh, it suffers from sequelitis because they're, like, everything has to be bigger. But, like, bigger means more James Wan. So, like, that, to me, is a positive because everything in this movie is more stylized uh, and more energetic and and crazy. And I think that that's what made me like it a lot more. Because I I remember thinking that, watching, I was like, this is way better than... Like I, you mentioned that that scene where he's talking to the old dude, which is really good. But like, I think the, I think the scene, even if the whole rest of the movie sucked, I would still recommend it for the scene alone, where Vera Farmiga is in the house with the nun and the painting. Like that thing, <laughs> that was like completely like the setup for that was hilarious. The fact that Patrick Wilson's drawing the most disturbing f-ing painting you've ever seen. And he's just all like, oh, what? My painting skills aren't that bad. It's like, no, bitch, because you <laughs> you literally painted the scariest f***ing thing ever. Like, that's not why she's giving you a look. <laughs> like, and then, so then that setup is this, the setup to this whole long sequence where you're just like, oh, shit. Like, um, yeah, like a lot of people in my theater were uh, losing it over that. But that was just like the whole whole thing was just really, really well done. Um, and then, yeah, like there's a lot of scenes like that. And even in the typical jump scares, you know, where something pops out of the frame, like that old guy, that old fucker got me twice, man. Like <laughs> that one where he's just like, and, and they're always like, they made him like, so they, I feel like they made him <laughs> my fast. House. Yeah. My house. Yeah. I feel like they made him faster than normal. And then there was the other one where he's under the water and there's like a, a punch into his face that was like a half a second. It felt like. But, um, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of that where it was, you know, very, very stylized, which is what you've come to expect from, from James Wan. And, and that I think, you know, going bigger, I think actually was a plus in this case. And, and I like the, and I like the fact that they incorporated, I mean, come on, all of this has been fabricated for the movie, but they at least incorporated some elements where they were questioning the uh, actuality of it. You know, like, are these girls just pulling pranks? Yeah, yeah. Which I, I did like, that there was some doubt thrown into it. And there was a lot of, you know, the typical horror cliche where it's like, we'll just leave the house. And they do that. Like, I feel like the first thing that happens, they run over to the neighbor's house. And they, like, they kind of counter that they kind of counter a lot of that where it's like, well, you know, the, it obviously follows them, but they can't move anywhere else because, you know, they set it up where it's like, they're a poor family and they're living in public housing. And like, she tried to, 
like apply for another place, but they got denied, blah, blah, blah. Like there's all these, like, there's all these like credible things where you're like, okay, I get it. Like they're not just staying here for the movie's sake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot like things like that, that were smarter. I feel like than your average horror movie and the fact that, you know, the movie runs pretty long, but like, I feel like they, you know, they gave you time to be with the characters, which is always good, you know, especially in a horror movie. And there was a lot of just character, good character moments that had nothing to do with, uh, the, the horror, or the scares or anything, you know, like Patrick Wilson doing his best Elvis impersonation impersonation and stuff like that. So there was a lot of stuff in that, that, uh, that yeah that that made it a lot stronger at least character wise than the first movie and some of these other movies yeah so i i i just pulled up the information and i also gave a recommend of the caveat to the first film um you know obviously from our conversation at the beginning i don't remember exactly the plot of it i tried to skim through the wikipedia article for the plot um and it just sounds like every other movie also. But yeah. I think what what's sort of drawn me to this franchise in general is just the the characters of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Like they first of all, I really like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Like they are some of my favorite uh actor, actress people um around just because I think they're super charismatic and I, I really like them as people. Um now I also like the idea of this this husband and wife character who are sort of going around their their job is to sort of like uh, find the real and the pretend or the hoax um, cases out there and sort of they they're they're not quite debunkers in the sense of what like the guy from the last exorcism is um, yeah but they are people who like they're they generally want to find real um, things like they have that whole room in their house which is all of the possessed objects from all of the cases they've done yeah um, and, and like th- there's something about that that's really really interesting um, even though I don't remember the plot, I feel like I took away that the plot of the first film was interesting. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just, I just feel like I remember it. This film, I think the plot is super convoluted. Like there is some like double possession going on. <laughs> like, oh so, yeah, yeah. There's like some, some like it's like a Inception possession. There's like no, exactly. I, I was actually I remember possessions within possessions. And after, after I saw the movie, I was trying to think of a good pun for like in 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 possession or something like that. For, <laughs> well, that's for... when they need to call Aaron Eckhart to show up in a wheelchair, and he goes inside your brain. <laughs> Pretty much, but it, like so. Uh, there is an aspect of the film that I don't like that it that is that is the story seems overly convoluted and and just sort of to a ridiculous level to where like there's there's the thing that is sort of messing with the child and the family but is it really messing with them or is it all like a bait and switch thing to try to get Ed Lorraine to come investigate like there's some super complicated weird like demon math that's going on (laughs) that is like it's it's like like, I, I I've talked to people who have criticized um the dark knight because the joker's plot was so intricate that like if any if any single thing possibly went wrong none of it works oh and um i feel like that's sort of the demon's plot in this movie oh (laughs) yeah i mean yeah the plot is completely yeah it is very convoluted and uh but as 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 convoluted as it is i feel like that sort of element 
does at least make it different. At least it didn't end with the same old like, oh, this girl's possessed. We got to exercise her, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but so, so, so I, I didn't get to the positive. Like the, the, the positive, like so the, the, I left the film thinking that maybe I liked it less than the first, even though I can't remember the first at all. But what I really love about this film is just the individual scare moments. I mean, normally I would criticize a horror film when it's just a series of like jump scares and things that are supposed to be creepy, but it doesn't really work with the narrative of the film. This film, the narrative is overly complicated, but I think that the, the set pieces are really fun and like the scary moments don't just feel like we thought of everything that was creepy and threw it in there. Like they kind of, I mean, they loosely work away in for weird things because there's, there's like a weird manifestation aspect to what's going on to where sort of the haunting itself can be manifested as anything that the filmmaker wants and they work it into a, into the plot in a way that makes sense. But really there's just like the, the, as I said, like the, the old man just, just out of frame or just out of focus, um, is is incredibly creepy. The 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 crooked man is scary as f- to me. I did like how he like came out of like he he was in the shape of the dog and then stood up. That was Dude, a good like good reveal it, too. Every single moment of 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 the crooked man was like just the way he moves, the way he presents himself, the way he like does that weird jump through the house. Oh Jesus! Like. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then that's the other thing too is that I, I mean, obviously the movie has a whole different color palette too uh, than the first movie, and I feel like it, you know, that and all of these sequences lend to a much more memorable movie. Like there are images and sequences in this movie that I will definitely remember once The Conjuring Three rolls around in three years or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, like we said in the first Conjuring, we're just like. You know, I remember the Annabelle doll, like, and that's it. Like, you don't really remember a whole lot other than, yeah, I did like, obviously I did like, you know, Patrick, oh, oh. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga in these roles. I, I do really like, and I like how they kind of present them as these badass, like, warriors of God, you know. And uh, it's funny that the, the AV Club uh, talked about how, like, it's a like this movie is a very like in, inherently Christian movie, and it you know if all Christian movies were like this you know then like you know if if, if the like faith crowd supported The Conjuring too like it would make a bazillion dollars you know because I feel like there are they are kind of similar I mean like Patrick Wilson has many a speeches where he's talking about you know using crosses to kick butt and stuff. <laughs> um which is all like it's all like very positive i guess you know since it's a big studio movie and and it's all you know i don't know like i don't see how this is any different from uh some of these other like low rent mo- christian movies that that get you know endorsed by them i don't know but yeah i just thought that was interesting that that that, that they pointed that out because I, I did think that there was the element to it where it's like yeah like these they're presented as almost like these superheroes, you know, but they're 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 superheroes of of faith, you know. <laughs> they're not trying to, you know, save the world or whatever. They're just trying to save. That's actually the people. next Avengers movie is called <laughs> Superheroes of Faith. <laughs> they're gonna join the Avengers in the next one. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna help. It turns out that Thanos is actually just some weird demon that got <laughs> conjured, and they're gonna like figure out his name. Yeah, like 
the name Thanos gives me power over you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your name. <laughs> Freaking what's-his-face is going to come back and help them exercise him. <laughs> oh, wait, who? What's the, the guy who plays Hook, the, my, my doppelganger? Oh, yeah, yeah, from <laughs> talking about a movie I don't remember. Shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colin but, O'Donohue yeah, from Colin the, O'Donohue. the right, the right. Remember that movie? Uh, no, I, no I one do. does. I do remember that I remember movie. you liked it and I did not. Anthony Hopkins, girl, I'll smack you. I remember Anthony Hopkins kind of had some uh, funny moments in that, but other than that, I don't remember. It's good times. It could have been The Conjuring <laughs> 1 for all we know. Uh... Well, um, yeah. <laughs> did you anything else to say about this film? Uh, not really. No, I don't know if you have anything else to say. I don't. I think. I think. I guess I'm good. Uh, so I guess just let's get to our verdicts then. So Carson, if you're going to give this a must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? Uh. I I don't know. Like I guess I'd give it a must see. I think purely for that that nun scene alone, and also the interviewing scene, and a lot of the other scenes. I I feel like I definitely rescind my recommend with the caveat on the first movie. I don't even know what I would give that. I I think that that movie is is lost. I feel like this movie over the second one overshadows it uh, in all possible ways. Um, but in terms of of like because i mean it's not the greatest movie but i think it makes up for that in craftsmanship of its scares because it's a you know it's a big studio movie it's not like uh like this kind of artsy mind horror or anything like it's it's kind of just there it's almost like now you see me too it's kind of just there to have a fun time and its sense of fun is to try and scare the crap out of you as much of it as it can and um and i know that when i walk i know for sure when i walked out of the first movie i did not have the same sensation of walking out of this movie which walking out of this movie was like i had just been on like 2 hours worth of like the tower of terror ride or something like it felt like you know like i'd just been like gripping a seat for 2 2 hours and 15 minutes you know where you're just like you've been so like oh shit that you know it it really like is like being on a ride you know a ride for your life um (laughs) and i don't think that that sensation that sensation i did not have at all from the first movie or any of these other movies so i i guess i i was happy that that the james wan style was a lot more present here than his other ventures into insidious land and all this <laughs> um yeah this is a very complicated film to to rate because i it feels like a combination of i don't think the story elements of it are good but i think the scares are definitely interesting and 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 the style of the film is great uh you kind of have to have watched the first film to kind of know who these characters are. Otherwise it's just like, why are our main characters, this couple that I've never heard of. Um, so I, I don't, I, I don't know where to put it. I mean, I, I think I have to give it a wait for rental just because 
I think there's there's like levels to unpack as far as how much you're you're going to enjoy it. I had a fun time with it. I don't necessarily think it's good um just because as I said the, the story is super convoluted and kind of to to silly sort of levels, but if you're the type of person who can watch uh horror films just for like just straight just ignore plot if you if you can watch this as a non Christopher Schnazy um then you'll probably have a lot more fun um it, with this than I did um but that being said I still I still had fun though so I mean I don't think you you really need to see the first movie to enjoy this one like I I think that you pretty much get the sense of of who these characters are I think even more so than than the first movie. I think they, obviously in this one, they focused a lot more on the romantic relationship between them. Um, and just the relationship between them in general. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I feel like we are like, basically this film starts with the theoretical same problem that Warcraft started with. Right. We just like, we, we now arrive with this couple that has a kid. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it has a lot less, uh, characters to deal with though than warcraft in terms of yeah i mean there there is a sense of like okay you you know going in who they are but i don't think it's necessarily a detriment no no it's not a detriment you'd be, it's, it's you'd just be that, lost if you hadn't seen the other one yeah you you just have a little bit less care for those characters yeah, and you're I mean, sort you of like you, like anything you have a better understanding of it but um you know i don't think it's as yeah i don't think it's as like of a detriment. I think like, I don't know, like, I think the, the best rating would be like recommend with a caveat, caveat being must see because <laughs> of the nun scene. I think that's the best way to rate the movie. <laughs> All I know is I, I, I mean, in the context of the universe, it doesn't actually make sense. This couldn't happen, but I would love to see a crooked man, uh, movie spinoff. I said the same thing, but for the nun, I was like, I'll watch. They make a nun movie. I'll I'll watch that. It'd be way better than Annabelle. That movie sucked. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. Were Ed and Lorraine in it? No, they weren't in it. No, okay. no. It just it was a spin off of with the doll. It, it was a prequel, right? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think. So. I think so. I, I, yeah, I thought it it was like the origin because because you see Annabelle at the beginning of the Conjuring one, right, right, right. And then I thought Annabelle was like the origin story of the doll. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, okay. I honestly don't remember. But you, you know, but you know what? I remember Annabelle more than Conjuring one. <laughs> well, it's also newer. It came out after, so yeah, it did. But it it's still the came more out. Recent of the ones that you saw. It still came out two years ago. The real question is, did that movie have the old lady from Insidious? <laughs> it did not, no. It could have, though, easily. She could have shown up and been like, let me tell you. But you know what is funny? The old lady from Insidious is in the Ouija movie. So then it gets even more confusing. <laughs> not, obviously not playing the same character, but she kind of is. Like, she's like the fucking, you know, go-to expert on, you know, the shit that's going down. What will really blow your mind is when you find out that she plays the nun in this movie. Oh, that would be pretty good, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the nun's husband is the Darth Maul guy from Insidious 1. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, that's going to do it for this episode. So, Carson, 
I imagine if people want to find you, they can find you digging around in, in Lorraine's uh, basement trying to check out the animal doll. Uh, hell no. <laughs> um, if people want to find me, they can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can call and leave a... Uh, shit. <laughs> you can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Conjuring 2, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And, uh, yeah, so next week uh, we're going to go find Dory. Is that what we're doing? I think so, yeah. All right, so... Hopefully you guys listening can uh, look forward to that. And, uh, yeah. Until then, uh, stay safe and carry a cross so that you can ward off the evil nuns. Yes. You know, it would have been funny to hear Steven's reaction to this movie because how he does not like horror movies. Because I feel like if he saw this, he probably wouldn't sleep for at least a month <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he's not on this of these three episodes <laughs> he purpose, because he did he, he did purposely took a vacation to avoid it he's like ah, f- that i'm not reviewing that movie he's like, i'm gonna fly all the way around the world just <laughs> to avoid having to review the conjuring too i mean i don't think he saw the first movie probably not no. don't think so no. anyways thanks for joining me carson Yes. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time.